All right, Illinois basketball just had its biggest recruiting weekend ever. So when are the three blue chippers going to commit to Brad Underwood's team? It's Monday, nothing yet. But Scott Ritchie says, maybe just wait a little bit. In this week's podcast, Inside Illinois Basketball, Ritchie will dive deep into Illinois basketball recruiting and uh, unveil some of his preseason Big Ten ballot as well. We'll be back after this. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that we have a ton of podcasts available at newsgazette.com every day of the week. From Dave Gentry's morning show to Scott Beatty's news hour to Brian Barnhart's Penny for Your Thoughts. Head to our website, newsgazette.com, and search for podcasts. It's 11 a.m. on a Monday morning here at News Gazette Media Studios. I'm Jim Ross with Scott Ritchie. We're not monkeying around today inside a line of basketball podcast. I didn't know. Is any commitments? None. Not, not right made. now. Not right now. But maybe soon. Yeah, E.J. Odell uh, just took his last visit. So you'd have to think that uh, Belleville West star, uh, News Gazette All-State Player of the Year, Illinois Mr. Basketball, uh, we could just name all of his, his honors there. Uh, it's got to be close, you would think, uh, to making – that final big recruiting decision, and you know, Illinois is right there in the mix. I would say at this point, I'm kind of uh, reading the tea leaves, you know, hearing some things about his recruitment. That uh, it's probably down to the Illini and Ohio State, Missouri uh, in a, a distant third, maybe at this point. So it's closer than Illinois was when he got on campus, when it was maybe a three-team race, but uh, still need to. To get that yes from E.J. Odell, that, that would be huge. There are actual tea leaves uh, on the table in front of Scott Ritchie. Yeah, I, I'm reading them as as we go through this. <laughs> never, never knew they looked that <laughs> way, Scott. Yeah, but, well, that's with recruiting and you know, basically going one way or the other on the whims of teenagers. It can be a little, uh, you know, hard to read sometimes, and it's just you know, you just until they say one way or the other, and then truthfully, until they sign in November. Mm -hmm. It can go any direction. All right, Scott Ritchie, extra busy this weekend. A huge recruiting weekend, what he called the biggest ever in Illinois. From all accounts, went well. You went over there on Friday, checked out the scrimmage. Fill me in. Yeah, well, couldn't have probably squeezed another person into Auburn basketball complex, you know, that upper balcony level. People were, you know, four and five deep to catch a glimpse, and some for some, this might have been all it was, was a glimpse of E.J. Liddell or Terrence Shannon or Oscar Sheboy. But, I mean, like we're talking like probably fire hazard full, you know, for, you know, that uh, that, that little event there. But uh, That's good to hear. The, the Well, Illinois basketball fans are, I mean, nuts. Illinois fans are basketball fans first, mm -hmm. I would say. And okay. I think the, the turnout at Ubbin just proves that, you know, once again. Among the chants. I mean, a lot of stay home EJ, we want EJ, uh, lots of different ones for EJ Liddell. But, I mean, Terrence Shannon and Oscar Sheboy, they got their own personalized chance. They had a sheet that they handed out at the door of all the chants and all of these guys' Twitter accounts. You know, so you could f follow them on Twitter. And uh, the Illinois fans were pulling out all the stops to show just how much they want these guys. Was one of the chants Ohio State sucks? No, they were, they were positive chants. How about that? They kept it, kept it nice. Although I'm sure that sentiment was flowing throughout the fan base. Uh, probably more so, you know, Missouri sucks. That that mm -hmm. seems to be the a lot of a lot of Miznas mum, you know, mumblings and grumblings. But uh, no, it was it was all very 
Well, very positive. I mean, these people were pumped to see these guys. Can they play? Yeah. I mean, I think I've seen EJ Liddell play more than any of the other two. And so, I mean, I didn't know that. I don't know that I saw anything new from him. I mean, he's good at basketball. Uh, you know, I saw Terrence Shannon as well, you know, this spring. So uh, he showed you know, his athleticism. He kind of just floats in midair, like when he dunks. Like he's got this bounce that is pretty exciting and his shot's a little funky but it goes in so you can't be you know too upset about that but I mean, this is the first chance i got to see oscar Sheboy in person and there's a reason he's a five-star recruit he is he's not overly tall but he's six eight ish six maybe six nine but uh he's got a good frame already and that's a really polished offensive game. All right, so what else? Uh, they scrimmaged on the Friday, late Friday afternoon, right? What else did they do this weekend? Well, just the visits were, were staggered. Uh, Oscar Sheba actually was the first to arrive on last th- this last Thursday. And you know, having three recruits on campus at the same time on official visits can you know, make scheduling a little bit challenging. But the fact that you know, all three assistants were, or the kind of you know the lead recruiter for a different guy really helped in that regard. I mean, that made and Brad Underwood was kind of the, the busy one, going from one to the next. But like Shibuya is you know Orlando Antigua that he's you know, the lead recruiter there. Uh, Chin Coleman obviously with the, the Macarvin Fire and Chicago connections it was lead recruiter for Terrence Shannon. And then Jamal Walker has the longest term relationship you know, with with EJ Liddell maybe of any coach in the country. Really, I mean he's been recruiting him since he was in. At least establishing a relationship uh, to build uh, our recruitment since EJ was in middle school. So they just, you know, got uh, you know, some photo shoots, you know, in Illinois jerseys and, you know, just got shown around, you know, campus. And really the the meetings some are probably the biggest part of these official visits where, you know, recruit sits down with Brad Underwood and they really hammer out, this is how we see you fitting, you know, at Illinois. Scott Ritchie chats every week, uh, Wednesday, 1230. Uh, submit your questions now at uh, com. Should I be worried that they all three of them left campus without uh, announcing their commitment to the Illini? No, because I don't know that that was the plan for any of them. Because, I mean, Oscar Sheboy still has visits at West Virginia and Kentucky, and those are you know, the perceived two favorites. But I think Illinois you know, made some, some serious momentum you know, with him this weekend. And I think you can maybe give a lot of that credit to or some of the credit to Georgie Bajanishvili because I saw him interacting with, with Oscar, you know, throughout Friday. And uh, I'll, I'll say this now, like Georgie is going to be the fan favorite of the 2018-19 season. Uh, he just ate up all of the fan attention, you know, during that scrimmage. And uh, for a reason, he was knocking down threes. He was stepping, you know, showing his range there. And uh, he's probably just – one of the maybe the biggest character you know, on this team, so it'll be interesting to kind of see you know, how his freshman season goes. But you know, as far as the other two, like Terrence Shannon, has made I think at this point three, at least three of his five official visits, uh, but has really knocked out the the big ones, um, except for Florida State. I think he still has a visit maybe there, if I remember correctly. But uh, EJ Odell's done. But I think. Just the way he's approached his entire recruitment and the way his family has done that, I mean, there haven't been a lot of rash 
decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of taking a measured approach, and I would imagine there'll be a decision coming from him sooner rather than later. You'll probably find out via Twitter. Uh, he's uh, heavy into that, and uh, well, they seems all well are. organized, right? Yeah, I mean, right. That's that's how all these guys mm-hmm. manage their recruitment, and when they release their top. 19 or top 10 or top 8 or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's it's on Twitter and then it's where they announce their decisions and there's been like a, a cottage industry on Twitter where of edits where you know people will put you in the jersey of your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a I mean immediately it's a strange thing, but it's just the it's how right. things go now. Exciting times for Illinois basketball, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think the only thing more exciting would be to actually get a commitment in the 2019 class. Illinois is still you know, waiting for that first one while the other Big Ten teams are have been moving forward. And Michigan State just picked up a commitment in the last week from – last few days, really, from a uh, really good guard out of Detroit. Uh, probably the best name in college – will be the one of the best names in college basketball. Uh, Rocket Watts, uh, just a tremendous scorer. That's a huge get you know, for, for Tom Izzo uh, as – you know, most of his are, but Illinois uh, is waiting. Uh, maybe, maybe patiently, maybe impatiently. You know, to to see where their 2019 class is going to go. Again, uh, this goes with football too. If if uh, this down period ever gets solved, boy, the fans will jump on the bandwagon like never before at Illinois. Yeah, and I think they're already. I mean, just the I mean, a coaching change will you know bring a little bit of life back to. The fan base, I think that did under Brad Underwood's first year, but I think Illinois fans also want to see some more results because 14 and 18 and another year outside the NCAA tournament just meant another year where Illinois is slowly kind of slipping from relevancy in kind of the national basketball stage. And Illinois fans and their basketball fandom would like that to change. Excellent stuff, Scott. Uh, You're also a voting member on several Big Ten panels. Uh, with practice about to begin, I understand uh, there's some uh, ballots you got to turn in. Yeah, the Big Ten just sent out uh, an email looking, you know, for uh, you know, ballots for the preseason all all Big Ten team. Uh, so, got to narrow that down to to ten players here in the next week or so. That'll they'll be on mine. Well, give me some players that are going to be on there. I don't care about having to narrow it down. Just give me some locks. Okay, um, like one lock for certain. Is Carson Edwards okay. out of Purdue next? Uh, Juwan Morgan, Indiana. Yeah, okay, he's one of the best players in the conference. He's going to be on that list. All right, uh, not buying that one, but go ahead. Jordan Murphy from Minnesota. A lot of hair. Yeah, but also a lot of double doubles. Basically, one every. Okay, you got game. three. You're two out of three. Yeah, uh, Cassius Winston, your favorite point guard. From You're Michigan two out of State. four. <laughs> fact, that's a demerit. Uh, James Palmer. Out of Nebraska, boy, we're struggling. But he go ahead. So it's all, not going to be a good year for the Big Ten, is what you're Big telling Ten me. First team selection yeah, last year. It's no nope. because he's good. Nope. Um, Two of five. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you're waiting for me to say Romeo Lankford, and I, I very well could put him on. You very well should put him on. So should. we'll count him three of six. You're Whew, batting five hundred. I, I got four more to go. Um, Ethan Happ. We'll I'll be give on you that. that list. I'll give you that one. Um, he's he's such a weird game, but yep. But what, what he does well, he does better than anybody in the Big Ten, pretty much. Okay. Um, hmm, that's I need three more. 
Well, you got the uh, Charles Matthews, I would say. Probably, yeah, right? Charles Matthews would, okay. would be a good one. All right. Um, you got nobody from uh, Iowa yet. Nobody from Ohio State yet. Nobody from Illinois yet. Yeah. Um, the first two I don't think are going to. Tyler Cook maybe from Iowa. He's going to be in the run. I like him. He counts. Um, Ohio State. A lot of question marks there. Um, is Rucker still in the Big Ten? Yes. Yeah, they're and not Maryland. Gonna, Maryland, you know, Anthony Cowan. Okay. Their point guard. I like that. Is in the mix. Uh, Rutgers has no one. Right. In the mix. Um, Illinois. Yeah. I mean, Trent Frazier. I will certainly have him in consideration, but I'm okay. I'm going to weigh it carefully. You nope. got some work to do here. Nobody Scott. from Northwestern. It's going to be a bad year for the Big Ten, is what you're just telling me by no. just thinking about it. Yeah, it is. You don't know that. I, I just I just found out by listening to your ten best players. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but the teams I think have talent collectively. Might not have a superstar. Mm-hmm. Romeo Langford might be a superstar. Right. Yeah, Carson Edwards can be a superstar. It's a bad year for the Big Ten. Let's let's move on. Right, no one's gonna make the Final Four. And that might be tricky. Okay, but I mean, did anyone really expect Michigan to make the national championship right. game last year? Good point, Scott. The Big As Ten, the Big Ten does those things. All right, what else going on uh, with Illinois? I saw a great feature by you uh, about Zach Griffith, the walk-on from the tiny village of Fisher. Yeah, uh, Champaign County. It was a fun story to write because it you know, stumbled onto a, an interesting story from. All the way back when he was in middle school, when the Fisher's coach there, Matthew Jokic, told his players if any of one, any one of them ended up on a Division One team, that he would eat his shoe. And I believe they're planning that ceremony now. Uh, but it's just, uh, he's a good, I mean, Zach Griffith is a good kid, one. Um, he was a manager on the team last year, so he got to be around the program. That's when he decided that he'd like to try to keep playing basketball, if it was possible. And, um Kind of the work he did as a manager, you know, you know, he ran with the team in open gyms in the spring and summer, and kind of caught some attention there. And you know, the respect of his team, of his now teammates, then, and uh, it all worked out where he could, you know, walk on and join the team. They needed a another walk on with some size, and you know, he he provides some of that. So it kind of all all worked out you know, pretty ideally for him. Six six two ten. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna have his hands full guarding some. Uh, you know, the really big guys uh, on the Illinois roster, you know, you look at, you know, Sam McCain and Adonis Taylor Rose are both seven footers. Uh, Georgie Pichonishvili is not quite seven feet, but he's got, you know, a monster wingspan. And But Zachary is a guy that he kind of works hard. So, and he's, he understands his role too. Like he, he knows that he's, you know, there to be in practice and, you know, help make this team better. So I think he's got that right approach and, and it should just be a, a a good thing for him. Great story coming out of Fisher. A bunny, how about that? Said he went to the games in 2005 as a little kid with his grandpa. Yeah, when he told me that he was like five or six years old when that mm-hmm. happened, that made me feel a little old. And you are, Scott. Uh, You're aging gracefully. I think so. Yeah. What yeah. else going on with the Illinois uh, squad? Well, I mean, practice is going to start. We're recording this on you know Monday morning. Um, according to what Orlando Antigua said you know, last week on Monday Night Sports Talk, where he was our fill-in guest for a, an ailing Brad Underwood who's a little under the weather. Uh, they're going to start Tuesday, uh, September 25th. So that might just be when they have some meetings to get the season going. But yeah, practice doesn't start Tuesday. It will you know, later this week. And 
I mean, college basketball season is officially here. It's fourth week of the college football season, but uh, time to move on. This for me. I mean, does that, practice ever really even start anymore? It seems like it's just well, never, ongoing. Yeah, well, it's just different levels of practice. I mean, they're going from well, I mean, with the new rule, they had four hours in the off season per week on the court with the team, but they'll go from like one hour practices on the court to two and a half, three hour practices because they have twenty hours per week starting here uh, this week. So it's just the intensity kind of ratchets up, but yeah. The college basketball season is never really over. I got to tell you, in your Sunday college basketball extra in the News Gazette, the photo kind of creeped me out of Zach Griffith standing by two beheaded mannequins. Mannequins. Why don't they have heads? I don't know. Because someone will will knock them off. Maybe I don't know. The limbs are a little loose too. Uh, there's the one that's if you if you get Sunday's News Gazette, you should pick it Who up. Who doesn't? Yeah, you should pick it up if you haven't. Uh, the mannequin in the jersey, mm-hmm. uh, its right arm has obviously popped off several times before because it uh, it fell off during our photo shoot. <laughs> what happened to the heads? Seriously, uh, they've never had heads <laughs> since they put and those. This in. is in the oven. Yeah, that's what. Right. Well, I mean, they're showing off uh, the gear and you know got the the fighting Illini throwback jersey. But yeah, no heads. That's not my choice. All right, I'd put heads on them. A lot of tennis shoes in the background too. What are they? Is it the history of the high top? No, I think like just all the different okay. Nike options you can find in some version of blue and orange. All or right, all I, orange. I find out something new every week in College Basketball Extra. I found out something. It was a little smaller this week, and so there was no mention of Nevada, though. Your streak is over. Yeah, well, the we wanted to give the the feature on Zach Griffith a little more mm-hmm. room to play. Okay. So we, we cut out one uh, Beyond the Arc section where I... May or may not have been able to fit Nevada in again, but uh, officially he didn't. Um, those three recruits were in and out. Uh, what's next on the recruiting trail for Illinois? Uh, more visits coming or or not? Well, I mean, yeah, in theory, there's an, like they have they have a visit scheduled in October with uh, Jason Jatobo. He's a another center out of Tennessee, a place for Hamilton Heights Christian, which is a pretty good and. Really good program. Uh, so he'll be on campus, but I think that's the last of the ones that are scheduled so far. But um kind of depends maybe on how this last visit shakes out because you look at E.J. Liddell and Terrence Shannon maybe in particular and Oscar Shibway also perhaps. Uh, if they snatch up those scholarships, then no need to have any more visits. All right. Scott Ritchie covers all the sports at Illinois, uh, I keep asking you every Monday. I keep telling you, I should say that volleyball is not going to lose, and you keep saying, "Oh, they're going to lose. They're going to lose." They're, uh, they're thirteen and zero, Scott. Yeah, and I feel like you're taking that wildly out of context. Nope. But yes, uh, they're still thirteen unbeaten. and zero. You know, won their first two Big Ten matches on the road, which is a pretty impressive, especially you know, at Purdue. That's always been a, a tough place to play, but uh, got the win there. Indiana maybe proved to be a little tougher. Uh, they won the first two sets against mm-hmm. the Illini, and then Illinois you know, put together quite the comeback. But uh, yeah, well, it's good, good start to Big Ten play, and it just gets tougher. Iowa's on campus on Friday, and then the defending national champs will be here when Nebraska hits on Saturday. Fifteen and zero by next weekend, I guarantee it. Even though you're a you're a naysayer, Scott, I am uh, not a naysayer. 
if they beat Nebraska, then like that makes Illinois a legitimate national title contender. Boom. In my opinion. Uh, coach is going to be with the sports writers Monday, 5 p.m. If you're in Champaign, listen to this. Get to the Esquire. Have a, have a good ice cold beer. Have some peanuts and listen in. Yeah, it's right? uh, all right. Football showed promise for a little over three quarters or a little less than three quarters on Saturday before Penn State eventually covered. They did. Your take? I mean, first three quarters were were pretty good. I mean, they entered the fourth only down like four points to the number 10 team in the country. And then 35-point fourth quarter by Penn State showed why they're an elite program and Illinois is not quite there yet. Um, Illinois is going to a bowl game. Write it down right now, Scott, because I've watched a lot of – since I've moved out of sports, I now get to watch college football. Yeah. And the Big Ten's really bad. The teams on their schedule, I should say, the remaining schedule are bad. There's a lot of games that are much more winnable now than – No, they're winnable. Illinois is at least getting six, maybe seven wins in my book. Okay. They're going to have to figure out how to stop the run to do that. It's all right. But There's time. There's an off week. Yeah, and All right. then the, you know, obviously jumping back in at Rutgers is a pretty good place to be if you're looking for a win. But I see Purdue on the schedule. I see Nebraska on the schedule. I see no. Iowa on the schedule. I see Northwestern on the schedule. Minnesota's I'm, on the schedule. I, see, I'm, I don't see anybody any good. Am I wrong? Wisconsin, I guess. Wisconsin, that's, sure. That's, so that's a loss. But, yeah, the rest of you. Well, in Iowa – here. It's probably yeah, but they're probably better than the rest of those teams that, yeah, that you but mentioned. They're, but they're so boring. Yeah, but uh, they win. You're going to get a chance to games. win it in the fourth quarter. Sure. See all those teams you mentioned. Illinois have they shown that they're much better than them yet? Just you, you I would say no. But the opportunity exists for them to pick up some wins. All right. I'm just saying it's going to happen. All right. Okay. So there, Scott. I will. I went to a soccer match I'll on Saturday. Bookmark night. this. Here we are, Illinois soccer. I took my daughters. Yeah. There were a ton of people out there, Scott. I mean, a ton. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. Was that their Socktoberfest? Was it? Yeah. So but I was stunned. It was a great idea having a Saturday night soccer. When did they start doing this? It's a great idea. They said their next home match is also on a Saturday night. Yeah. The the soccer schedule has changed over the last few years because they used to. Play a lot of weeknight matches and Sunday brutal. afternoon. And yeah. So they're getting more on like Friday nights and, and Saturday nights, which, I mean, football can kind of hurt that. But And they have a great idea. They should try this in basketball. When they sub, they have someone run to the stands and throwing sub sandwiches free of charge. To yeah, the that's guns. true. They, they've done that for several <laughs> years now. Yeah. Try it for basketball, I say. I mean, I think there's you know more frequent substitutions <laughs> in basketball, but... I got to stock up on your sub sandwiches, but sure. Yes. You can throw one to me on the... All right. Anything else happening on campus that I should be paying attention to? Uh, Well, only baseball. Played a couple uh last couple weekends. They played you know, some of their fall games. Uh, games is kind of a stretch. They played 14 innings each against Eastern Illinois and Indiana State, but like by design just to get uh, get some at-bats and some, some pitching under their belt before, before winter, and... Uh, kind of big for Illinois is you know, their trip to uh, Aruba is coming up. And if you remember the last time they took a, a foreign trip was right before the 2015 season, and that one ended in the Super Regional. There and, we go. And they've got a lot of players back from last year's team that you know maybe should have been in the NCAA tournament, finished you know, right there 
one of the first four teams out. So, uh, I think seven of their nine start or seven of the eight position player starters are no six of eight are back. Their entire rotation and several of their bullpen pieces, and they got some really talented freshmen. I saw uh, Aiden Maldonado. He's from Minnesota, but he was his pitcher. He was already touching like mid nineties in the fall before really his freshman year starts. So that's a pretty good sign. We'll close. Cool uh, Hall of Fame ceremony on Saturday. Looked like another good crowd turned out at State Farm Center to hear uh, some legends talk. Yeah, and well, Friday night they honored you know the Hall of Famers at halftime, and you know no one got a bigger response than Lou Henson, and uh, you know he actually he spoke on su- on Saturday, and he was he had pre-recorded a video uh, just in, in case, but there he was on stage, you know doing it instead. So it's always nice to see Lou out and about and looking pretty good. All right, get your questions in for Scott Ritchie, who will answer every one of them. Go to linehq.com and click on chat, right? Yeah, and it's already there waiting for your questions. And maybe by then uh, E.J. Liddell will have committed to Illinois. Now's the week to do it. It's the off week for football, so if he he wants to, uh, I'm all for it. That'd be cool. All right, Scott, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good.